and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon here on a Thursday, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller for the next couple of hours to talk sports with you. Thanks for uh, tuning in here this morning. BMW of Des Moines guest list at the bottom of the hour. College football remains uh, front and center. Pete Futek, collegefootballnews.com. We will pick his brain on uh, what he uh, is hearing, which way the wind is blowing as far as the Pac-12, the Big 12, and uh, the realignment that continues to be a big talker. So Pete Futek is up first. We're going to go from the college game to the NFL game because, quite frankly, we are what are we within two weeks of the rookies. That I think it's about that. Right, yeah. Uh, we're on the precipice of NFL training camps, which means hard knocks isn't far away as well. Uh, but we'll talk NFL with uh, Frank Schwab from Yahoo Sports. He continues his countdown of his top 32 teams. Today, team number 20 was released. Uh, it was the Miami Dolphins. But if you're a fan of a team, it's it's a lengthy piece on each and every one of the teams. Uh, if you root for a team that's got a pulse this year, you're going to have to wait uh, as the countdown goes on. So Frank Schwab at 11.05, and then Chris Williams, Cyclone Fanatic, will join us at uh, 11.25 and uh, get his thoughts on which way the Big 12 is leaning, which way the Pac-12 is leaning, what he's hearing uh, using his connections and the the, uh, sources that he's built up uh, over his career. Look forward to speaking with Chris, and we'll do so at 11.25. Trent's Play of the Day, Circus Sports sponsors that. That comes up about 11.50. How was your wagering day yesterday? Uh, Good question. I think we made a little bit of money when I look back at yesterday. What, I hand out three picks, and yeah, we went two and one. Had you. the uh, Yankees minus one and a half. That one at sixteen nothing. Right, cruised in. Had the plus money with the Tigers yesterday afternoon. Took the L. Went against Otani. Not a good one with the Marlins. No, as he continues to just amaze. And I mean, another ten strikeouts. Ones the last time he gave up a run was like twenty eight innings ago yeah. or something like that. You know, we talked about him a little bit yesterday. Um, what was the conversation? Cy Young or MVP? MVP, MVP because yeah. Aaron Judge is, is the favorite. But man, oh man, what he continues to do. Swiped the bag, drove in a couple, struck out 10. You know, just a typical day's work for Shohei Otani. How long is he an angel? I think he has one more year left, right. if I but remember correctly. It, but, yeah, I think you're right. But does he remain an angel? or does No, he wants to win. I'm so, uh, what about Mike Trout? Yeah, I'm old, Mike Trout is. 32. Yes. Does that seem right to you? Yeah. That's what I guess. Oh, yeah, I guess. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) You know, I would have guessed younger. Oh, really? I would have. I I knew he's been around for a while, but... It's been a long time. 32 years old? Mike Trout's been in the league that long? And what, one playoff appearance? Maybe two? And they weren't very long. Few and far between. Otani has said many times, though, that he wants to win, Mm -hmm. and that's ultimate. I mean... The Cubs. No. Why Why not? Because they're too far away from winning. I mean, I'd like nothing more. For... Well, you got another year, right? Uh-huh. They go out this year. Carlos Correa, that's the yeah. latest girl with the curl with the yeah. Cubs fans. and that... There's going to be a shortstop. Yes. And Nico Horner's going to move position. I don't yeah. think they're going to get rid of him. I hope they don't. Good second baseman, right? Yeah, I think so. And a good player, too, you know? Good solid. Put him If you're a good team, he's your number eight guy. Mm-hmm. You're... 
improving team. He can be your number two. Yeah, he's batting over three hundred. I think he might lead the team in, in batting average. So you got that, but they'll go out, they'll make a splash. They'll probably add another pitcher, and then maybe a flirt with five hundred next mm-hmm. year. And we see at least a couple more of the young guys start to start to take some steps forward. And fellow countryman Suzuki's there. Yes. Make a lot of sense, right? Mm, yeah. Well, so, look, I hope you're right. Now, what would it cost? That's just it. Here's the other component. You know, we continue to hear this offseason, Juan Soto. He was going to be the first half-billion-dollar player in baseball. He was going to get that kind of deal. He turned down gobs of money. Mm-hmm. And now he's been banged up this year. You see, right. he's interested in talking to the Nats again. <laughs> or Boros is, is interested uh-huh. in him. It's, it's pretty funny how that works uh-huh. all of a sudden yeah. when you're not quite having that kind of season. But it would be a long deal, too. It'd be, what, a 14-year, $500 million deal if they were going to lock up a guy like Juan Soto. As compared to Otani, who's in his late 20s. Mm-hmm. Though he's a two-way player, he's been banged up. Yeah. In the open market. And let's say health is fine the next year and a half. What GM, Mr. Ken Miller, you were taking over your yep. Toronto Blue Jays. Ooh, I'd love to. What is the contract you're going to offer well, Shohei Ohtani? What's this, does he have to be north of $40 million a year? Oh, absolutely. I think so, too. I think he might be pushing 50 He might be. So let's, should we split the difference? Forty? No, it's easier to. If we're going to calculate my head, I'll do forty or fifty. So let's stay with fifty. Six years, three hundred uh, million. Seven, probably. probably yeah, and probably take years. that seventh year. Mm-hmm. Seven years, three fifty. Yeah, for a baseball player. And he's, look at what he does. He's going to fill your ballpark every time he's uh-huh. scheduled to pitch. On the days that he's not, the folks are still going to uh, get buy up, snap up the tickets because he's Shohei Otani, and you just can't miss what he does. He's so freaking good; it's unbelievable. Yeah, Paul Goldsmith just texted me. Paul Goldsmith's thirty-four. You know he's been around for a while, but yes. uh, but yeah, some of these guys, and uh, he's the MVP favorite in the National League as we discussed yesterday. So I want to put a little salt in the wound because I know you have to have one. Oh my God! Trent, yesterday. That yes- yesterday afternoon, it sure seemed like all day all watching the game. Mm-hmm. Two run lead for, for the Twins, yeah. tied up. One run lead, tied up. Another two-run lead. Didn't it feel like the Twins are going to find a way to lose this game? Oh, absolutely. I thought the entire game long that the White Sox are going to find a way to win this, and they did. Speaking of that, I jumped aboard. I lied about this two different times. Both There was one point when the Twins took one of those two-run leads that you could get the White Sox plus one and a half at like plus 170. Hmm? Sign me up for that. They're not holding a two-run lead. Maybe they'll hold on for the win. And then when it went to extras, I'm like, well, yeah, this this is all White Sox all the way. So jumped aboard a second time there. It's inevitable. This bullpen, they can't get outs. They nope. cannot get out of their own way. You know, Aloy Jimenez coming back. Oh, my gosh. That whole run. How he got that pitch. Uh-huh. A change-up. Up and in. Yes. And change-ups are ones that you golf out there, right? Or ones that hang over the plate and you just demolish. Not that pitch. Yeah, low in the strikes. Right, right. This was, like you say, up and in. A change-up. And he didn't get turned correctly on the swing. He just muscled that thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it was an ugly swing, and he has the power to get it out. How different this White Sox lineup looks with Aloy Jimenez mm-hmm. in there. They are completely different. Their bullpen, as it struggled this year, still is decidedly better than certainly anything that Minnesota can trot out there. And we saw it again. Minnesota not being able to hold a lead. They tried a d- bunch of different guys. Where do you turn? What do you do? And, <sighs> and you said this yesterday, and I did a little playing around last night at MLB Trade Rumors. You're right. 
there's so many teams out there, contending teams, mm-hmm. that want bullpen help. They and not just, not just eight arm. There's, right. there's multiple teams, right. like the Twins, that need two, three, four arms yep. in order to feel good going playoff time. And because of that, what's it going to cost? You look at a guy like Miranda. Since he's come up the second time, he's been good for the Twins. You got to give up Miranda to get a bullpen arm, maybe a guy that has you know a couple years left on his contract, something like that. But still, is that the kind of player that you have to give up to get a bullpen arm? With so many teams looking for those arms, you know, it's a real possibility. It's it, the sellers are gonna they're gonna make out like bandits. Yeah. Look, the, the David Robertson, hey Cubs fans, yeah, I'm you're, telling you, you're gonna get something good. Absolutely, are he did it again. Yes, how about the Cubs beating the Brewers again? Unbelievable for them. Um, so. Back to the White Sox for just a second, because that was a huge, huge win for them. Trent, I look at the start, and I love Dylan Cease. I mean, Dylan Cease is yeah. the pitcher that he that he was, you know, rumored to be for for so long, and now he's arrived. But after that, who do you like in that rotation? In that rotation, Kopech is Kopech's not right. No. Lance Lynn, I get that he's still making his way back. He threw a lot of pitches early. Uh, admittedly, settled down in the middle frames. Giolito, he's not as uh, is unhittable as he was a couple of years ago. It's probably Cueto's Cueto. He's I mean, probably the second guy though that I choose. Say the playoffs started today and they get in. Well, Cease is Cease is getting you're right. Yeah. So who's two is your question? Whew. Probably Giolito, but I'm with you. I mean, I'd rather start Cueto. And say it's a three game series. You got to win game two. You lose mm-hmm. game one. You fall two to one. Mm-hmm. Cease takes the L. You want Cueto out there? You want? You don't want Copa. You know what I want out there is a southpaw, but they don't have one. They don't. They do not. They do not. Yeah, very interesting. Mm-hmm. It's all right. As we come up to the All Star break, and let's say they fall further behind, we get to the break, and instead of the current White Sox five and a half games back, it's eight and a half. Boy, it should have been seven and a half. Do you pull the plug? If you're Larusa, where's Cleveland? All on Larusa. Yeah. Uh no, I think he sees it out. Yeah, just let him yeah. finish it out. Ryan's I think you owe it to him. If I yeah. mean, it's professional sports you don't know anybody really anything but the owner manager relationship is there he's a hall of famer we estimated yesterday how many trips to the mound back right. and forth over his career um yeah i think you let him see the course i think you do let him finish it out yeah look the lineup's terrific mm-hmm. but the start but the uh, the uh, starting pitchers um there's a lot to be desired anyways so let's move on let's get uh, let's get the realignment as we continue to be held hostage by this topic oh held hostage no, you love i'm all it. for Come it on. i'm all for it so where are you today on on realignment is is uh, is today uh you know if you're if you want the big 12 to expand and to grow and to flourish Felt really good on Tuesday. Yesterday mm-hmm. it didn't feel quite as good that that scenario was going to uh, unfold in front of us. Where are you today? I don't think it's over from an expansion pan- standpoint for the Big 12, but I think those hopes are certainly dwindling. Mm-hmm. With the Pac-12 making the decision, we're going to go out, we're going to talk to ESPN Fox, yep. see what's out there. We're going to open up our negotiations, we're going to figure out TV-wise what's out there. And now, this new alliance, minus the Big 10 with right. the ACC and the Pac-12. It, the loose partnership. Loose partnership. Now, I would hope they get something in writing this time <laughs> for this loose partnership. And if there's TV contracts involved, there has to be some kind of agreement. Well, if there's TV contracts involved, yeah. that opens up, that kills the grant of rights for the ACC. And if the ACC's grant of rights go away, how quickly will the SEC pick up the phone and say, Clemson, now's your chance. Florida State, come on over. 
They ha- the ACC has to be very careful in this. Very careful. But in order for those grant of rights to go up, don't they have to add members? Not a partnership. They would have to actually add members for that to become the reality. Well, I'll say this, that there are attorneys waiting. They are going over every single sentence of uh-huh. how this thing is written. So many billable hours. And making hours. sure it is ironclad. Andy Staples at The Athletic came up with an idea. Um, I think it was last night the column posted that I thought was, you know what? Now here's thinking outside the box. All right. I'm ready for this. I like outside the I box. I do, too. And, and it has to do with the Big 12, who I think started the week as the hunter and maybe now are in the role of the hunted by the Pac-12. So Staples' thought process was, if you're the Big 12 and you've been through this so many times and you've survived and you want to add teams to your conference, go after the two remaining heavy heads. Go after Oregon. Go after Washington. And do so with the caveat in the contract. Look, if you get a better offer, we're not going to keep you here. Give us 18 months. We don't want your grant of rights for 10 years, 12 years. It doesn't have to be ironclad like the Pac-12 is going to insist that you that you sign off on in order for the other schools to stay. Look, come join our conference. In two years, if the Big Ten says, you know what, the time is right, mm-hmm. you're free to leave. You're free to leave. But by then, Colorado and Utah and Arizona and Arizona State, and maybe the throw-ins, Washington State and Oregon State, are part of your conference. But all of a sudden now you're back to the role as the hunter And you're doing so by thinking outside the box and not tying up Washington and Oregon. Yeah, come on over. But you know what? You want to leave? Thanks for coming. We're we're glad you decided to give us a chance. You've got a better offer. Go ahead and take it. We understand. It's an idea that certainly makes a whole lot of sense. Being in a power play. And not only that, as we look at the future of college football and talking about what super conferences look like and what's the structure going to be, is it ultimately just two? Is it three? Is it four? What's the playoff structure going to be? Well, if it's four, I don't want to be four. Well, here's the problem, though. It's five right now. Mm-hmm. And if one of them goes away, here's your opportunity to make the conference go away. You do that. And sorry, the hell with Washington State and Oregon State. Right, I'm with you. Because they become, well, the remaining pack schools, and they'll invite a bunch of Mountain West, West schools, and yeah. Yeah, you figure it out from mm-hmm. there. But you go and you invite those six teams. You make yourself an 18-team conference if you're the Big 12 Colorado, Utah, Arizona, Arizona State, Washington, Oregon. And you put that caveat in there. Free to leave. Yep. You're free to leave. Give us give, give us, us a heads one up. season. Right. Give us a heads up. Yeah. But the negotiation now that you'll have in that TV contract, the ability to be a conference that spans coast to coast, that can hit all those different windows and give mm-hmm. ESPN and FS1 the programming that they want late yep. at night. And maybe that call never comes from the Big Ten. Right. And maybe they get, oh, you know what, it's not bad over here. It this could isn't be a bad over. place. With 16, just everyone might decide that's perfect. Yep. We're right here. We do not want to blow up college football as it's currently constructed. We want to keep it where it's still, though it's a regional sport for each of the pockets of the country, it is still a national brand. You want teams all across the country. You don't want two conferences basically decided by the Mason-Dixon line. You right. want things to look yeah. a little bit different when you're trying to grow a sport on a national level. So the SEC and Big Ten make the decision, we're good at 16. All of a sudden, the Big 12 at 18, that's a great conference. Yeah. That's a great conference. That That's three in the pecking order. Grows from a group of 12 very similar teams. Mm-hmm. 
But do any of those teams have a chance of winning a national championship? Uh, no. 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 Oregon does. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Washington did. That was a long time ago, at Mm -hmm. least for the younger listeners Mm -hmm. out there. I remember it. I do, too. But I'm also 42. Right. (laughs) Not like I'm a young chicken anymore. Uh Running around there. It's a conference that makes sense. And you put that in there because ultimately, is that the only way you can get Oregon and Washington? I think so, Trent. Because the... The thought process over there, and by the way, you know, you we're not hearing a peep from the Big Twelve. All, all the all the yeah. stuff that's being leaked, and there's nothing from the Big Twelve. It's it's the Pac twelve and it's the ACC. Well, because no no college reporters probably has the new commissioner's number. <laughs> really, everybody's got the uh, uh, the fake Twitter account. Right? <laughs> did you fall for that one? I, I did. I I might have once. Yeah, I fell for one over the week. I don't think it was that one. It was not. In the, fact, it was one that you that you pointed out that this is fake that I'd already liked. Oh, Bob Trollsby. Well, that that's that's who yeah. he is. Yeah, Bob Trollsby. I fell for one. Anyways, it was Bob Trollsby. But, but that, you, was, that was his day, but it got you. Yeah, that's what got me. Um, but you, yeah, you responded to uh, one of the guys that listens to our show, the Cardinal fan um, and the Broncos fan. Anyways, I, I think it's a really good idea. I think it's feasible. I think it's um, it's different. The Pac-12 is they're talking. The ACC is talking. Big 12's not saying saying a damn word. They're trying to work from power. I feel as this week has gone on. It went from Tuesday. The Big 12's going to get those four. Yeah. To yesterday. Yeah, that's a, maybe yeah, don't shake feel your as ground. good. Yeah. To today. It feels like the Pac-10, and that's what it is yeah. now, is going to survive. It does, I agree. It's going to survive. These and teams they're going to come and hunt a couple of the Big 12 schools. So let's go that direction next. And, and I want to get your perspective on this. You get a phone call. You're Kansas, Oklahoma State. Are those the two? And one of the Texas schools. And one of the Texas schools. Or maybe two of the Texas schools. TCU because of Dallas, Houston because of Houston. I don't know. Well, and Houston would make a whole lot of sense. because Does Baylor make sense? Stanford and Cal, they do not want to be with a Baylor or a TCU. They just don't. Mm-hmm. Academically, they just don't want it. And the Pac-10, the remaining members, still have that part that is still an important part to at least many of them. Stanford and Cal at the front of the list, but Washington's an excellent academic institution. Oregon's pretty good in its own right. So you make those phone calls. Oklahoma State, Kansas, Houston, and maybe one more? Mm-hmm. Who else would it be? Uh, maybe it's just three. Yeah. I, I See, I still Become don't... Become the under- Pac 13 what what help me out with with what what's San Oklahoma Diego State, State to get Southern California again? Yeah, maybe. Help me out with Oklahoma State. What what's what's the? Why does everyone when when it, when this conversation comes up, if there's going to be one to be poached, gotta have Oklahoma State. Why? Well, they have the most recent college football success, right? I mean, overall, it's been a consistent program now for mm-hmm. twenty years. Yeah, back in the after Barry Sanders and Thurman left, mm-hmm. they had some rough times in the nineties, right. but. Over the last two decades, they've well, been Baylor's very solid. Been, Baylor's been pretty good all of a sudden, too. And not only that, they win basketball championships. Oklahoma City and Tulsa, both a short, short way away. Not huge markets by any means, but mm-hmm. certainly markets. I guess that's the reason behind I, I'm, it. I'm trying to figure it out. I mean, I get why you want to well, go Who would you to... take before them? I'm not sure I would. I'm just saying that yeah. when everybody comes out, I, I'm not so sure that it's, as, um, uh, it, it's such a... Um, a coveted commodity, if you will. They are seconds away from having two playoff appearances. Uh-huh. Iowa State, of course, got them up on the Friday night in November. Mm-hmm. And then just last season, yep. where they were an inch away from going to the college mm-hmm. football playoff. 
that kind of success, I think, also goes hand-in-hand with it. They've, they've been right on the doorstep of getting there. So the best football program of the group, and maybe the one that has the best chance of even growing even more, I would guess that would be the reason behind it. You don't so, think it's Baylor? No. For the Pac-12? No, I mean, in the Big 12, or the remains, because I think Baylor's arrived. Great year last year. Uh-huh. Like great couple, good couple of years. Well, the year one wasn't exactly pretty. The offense stunk. No, but you could tell that they were going in the right direction. They were improving. Yeah, yeah. they've gone through a bunch of messes. Uh-huh. They've been able to do it a couple of different times. Yeah, the the stench of Art Briles is is gone. Yeah, there's been a lot of stench inside oh, that athletic department. Tell me about it. They bliss and bliss. I mean, the murder for God's sakes. Yuck. I, I would still lean Oklahoma State okay. because of consistency. Though the high water marks haven't been quite as high, mm-hmm. of course, RG3 and a Heisman Trophy haven't been quite at that level. The consistency of what Gundy has done, I guess I would put Oklahoma State a tick above. And right. it's a public institution. You know, that's a good point. Re- real quick, uh, speaking of Heisman winners, uh, Baker Mayfield is Carolina Panthers. So, my question to you is, what does this do for that franchise? Nothing. See, I think it does. You do. I do. It's just another I'm quarterback not sure. we don't know I, yeah, about. I, well, I know that he's okay when he's healthy. And he was not even close to a last And year. he wasn't. And he had an awful year. And maybe the um, lack of humility that seemingly comes with him. And I again, I like him on the field. I like all quarterbacks piss in the shower, right? <laughs> That's what they do. <laughs> That's the type of person you have to be, in my opinion. I think he makes the Panthers. I, I, I already bet the over. I mean, it's you six, did. it's six and a half. They should be able to stumble to seven wins, should they not? With, I, I with ha- him, honestly, have not done a whole lot of Carolina Panther research. <laughs> well, there was no reason to until yesterday, right? I mean, if if McCaffrey can ever stay healthy, well, and they got three decent receivers, um, and they're in the right division. I mean, I think Tampa Bay's. I don't. I don't like that. I don't love them. You like the Saints? No. You going to take a shot at the long shot Carolina to win the division? Well, I'm thinking very seriously of it. You are? Yes. You're willing to go that far. Your Baker love is that long. Well, I like two quarterbacks that the world hates. Baker year. Mayfield. Right. Not not don't I'm I want is I think that there's more to both quarterbacks that the country thinks I'm absolutely nuts. What, Kirk Cousins? No. Come on. <laughs> go west, young man. Up in Seattle? Uh-huh. Oh, true luck. I'm not saying he's going to Canton. No. I just think he's going to be better than... He's not even wearing a uniform anymore, Ken. No, you I'm don't not, have to do I this. Know I don't have to. You don't have but to do But because this. he wore the uniform the team I root for, I watched him every game. You did. And you think there's something there. Well, he had Vic Fangio, a defensive coach, to help him, to guide him, and, and a different offensive coordinator seemingly every year. Well, Tom Brady also had a... The Defensive coach leading okay, well, him. Well, Tom Brady breathes rarefied air, let's be honest. Okay. But I think Baker Mayfield is going to improve the Carolina Panthers. He's got no pressure on him. That Heisman thing, that number one first overall pick, the face of the franchise, those things are gone. Ten to one is where you can get the Panthers right now to win the division. And are they the long? No, Atlanta has to be the Atlanta's long. Atlanta's 22 to one. Right. So what's what are the Saints? Let's. Uh, the Bucks are the big favorite. Oh, for sure. Minus two eighty six. Saints plus three eighty. Okay. And there's your Carolina Panthers at ten to one. And and the win total seven and a half. So, seven and a half. Uh, um, not big part in six and a half. It was uh, yeah six and a half. In fact, I'm looking for an alternate win total. Look, <laughs> I don't think 
they're going to win the division. But at 10 to 1, you take a chance, right? I think they're going to be better. I think he makes them better. And he certainly had his moments when he's been healthy. You take a look, you, you draw a line through the, through the seasons that he's been banged up and the couple of seasons that he's been okay. I think the I think that well, and look it cost him nothing. What did he, what did it cost him? Like uh, not even five million. Yeah, the brownies are paying ten. I think it's a good deal, and it cost him a fifth round pick. Fifth round pick that, that's for the gr- first overall pick in the draft from a few years ago. Because Cleveland was waiting for a whole lot more than yeah. that. I mean, yeah, there were even talks of asking for a first rounder right at mm. the beginning of things. Right when they got to Sean and everybody said no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. We'll we'll it'll work out. Hello, yeah. Brian. Welcome to the program. Yeah. Uh, Baker Mayfield took the Browns to the playoffs, true or false, two years ago, correct? Yes. Who has the better offensive line, the Cleveland Browns or the Carolina Panthers? Cleveland Browns. Who has the better running game, Cleveland Browns or Carolina Panthers? Is McCaffrey hurt or is he playing a full season? Just just looking at the way it's been. Looking at the way it's been, the Browns. Exactly. This is I think I think I don't, I'm not doubting Baker Mayfield, but I just say this: all things aren't even. Our thing, all things aren't equal. The offensive line in Carolina is in desperate need. And remember what Baker looked like the first year in Cleveland before they upgraded the offensive line. Well, he was a rookie. He don't forget, and a lot. I mean, Troy John Elway lined up under the right guard, so you got to tap yeah, the brakes on that. I know. I know. All I'm saying is. When you're running for your life, you're running for your life, regardless of whether you're a veteran or you're a rookie. Brian, we are running to break. I appreciate the NFL conversation. You call anytime, Brian. Thank you. Appreciate it. We'll take a time out. Before we do that, it's time for another $1,000 home run. Go to KXNO.com. Once you get to KXNO.com, enter the keyword credit, credit at KXNO.com. Your chance to win $1,000. We will come back. Pete Futek, collegefootballnews.com. What's he hearing? What is his take on all of this? We'll ask him next. Miller and Condon. Until noon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106. For details. Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. If you missed it, the keyword uh, for this hour credit, credit at KXNO.com. Your chance to win $1,000. Pete Futek, collegefootballnews.com, one of my go to stops each and every day. Pete joins us. Pete Trenton, Kennedy Des Moines. Thanks for coming back on, Pete Futek. How are you? You know, all things considered, I, since I live in Highland Park, everything is oh, okay oh. right now. Yeah. Yes, I'm literally walking right by where. Oh. It happened so on my walk today. But look, you know, it, places bounce fast, back fast, and it's back to sort of business as usual as much as possible. But, uh, but uh, yes, I digress. Sorry to uh, set the dial differently for you guys. No, right listen, but, uh, yeah, you're welcome to do that. Absolutely, it was it was awful, obviously awful, and and hearing something. I mean, the two year old kid that's walking around by himself, um, uh, just. Unbelievable. Anyways, oh, there's so there's it's so so many stuff like stories like that about just the fear and everything. But uh, look, you, you know, again, it's uh, sad. But uh, again, as I'm walking here, if it was a regular Thursday outside of you know seeing you know various media outlets around mm-hmm. here, you would be just kind of back to the same. So 
Uh, yeah, but uh, certainly a surreal weekend. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, it's been a surreal couple of weeks as we segue to Fantasyland, which is sports uh, from the real real world, right, uh, into sports. Uh, Pete, it's um, it's I it's making my head hurt trying to figure out this thing. Everybody wants you to like this or not? I you do. Big Ten, Big Twelve. I, I start. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The bit, there's two different sides to this. Yeah. The Big Ten and the Big 12 version for you guys. Big Ten version, do you like this? Uh, Big Ten version, do, yeah, I, I do. I mean, I, I can't wait to see watch USC and Ohio State on a on a Saturday night. I, I, I want to I see do. UCLA Purdue. I want to see those yeah, matchups too. I'm good yeah. with all of them, yeah. Trent. Yeah, Illinois, UCLA right. in Champaign in November. I don't care. I'm in. So, yes. Yep. And it's great for business, Pete. I mean, let's be honest, right? It's sports talk in July before media days get going in in a in a market that is dominated by you know the 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 two needle movers, Iowa and Iowa State. So, from a Big Ten perspective, I like it. From a Big Twelve perspective, I just want. I, and look, Iowa State's been great for my career. I, and I and we know obviously their fan base is is is, is passionate. Just hope that it works out well for them. At the beginning of the week, I thought it was going to. Now I'm just not so sure, Pete. Where are you? Yeah, start with this. I mean, remember, this is bigger than just, obviously, you know, it's Big Ten, the Big Ten side. Of course. I mean, I, one of my good friends, I uh, went on his show, it's Anthony Heron, who used to play for the Hawkeyes. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I don't know about this. I'm like, really? You're telling me 20-year-old Anthony Heron playing for the Hawkeyes. <laughs> oh, I've got to go to either oh, Champaign, Illinois, or Madison, Wisconsin on November 18th, or Los Angeles. <laughs> I think you'd probably be okay with that. Uh, and look, the other thing to remember is on a bigger picture scale, one, you're right, good for business all the way around. The Big Ten has the L.A. market. It's going to help you. It's going to help everybody here. The other part of this for business to remember is that, like you said, the Big Ten network. You know, it's not, you're not going to see, you know, USC play Rutgers. They're going to, you know, USC and Ohio State are always going to be on the biggest of big networks. Uh, but, like, it's going to be that Tuesday night UCLA-Purdue basketball game on the Big Ten network. That's going to be kind of cool. That's going to yeah. be kind of, And the other thing is branding all the way around. And the thing to remember when it comes to conference alignment, and this is a big deal at the top, is who are you affiliated with? And if you're like the, this is why I always kind of said, if you're the University of Oklahoma, for example, how did you not figure out how to brand yourself with the Pac-12 and those academic institutions? UCLA now is instantly the second best academic institution in the Big Ten behind Northwestern. It's, it's UCLA just, I know because my kid just tried. Uh, 150 size, 150 size, the joke was that was the, that was her dream school to get rejected from. Uh, the 150,000 applications for that wow. place Unreal. this year. It's insane. USC is right there with Michigan and Wisconsin and, you know, the other, the big, so automatically it just raises the tide for all boats at the Big Ten when it comes to just the academic you know, integrity of the place, not to mention the big market aspect of this. So if you're Iowa, all of a sudden you're now part of this. 
You are now, you, this is part of you, UCLA and USC, two amazing world-class academic institutions. You're in that club with them now, and that's just a good thing for all the Big Ten schools. And think of all those California kids that can't get into UCLA, can't get into Cal Berkeley, and all of a sudden... Oh, you joke, but anecdotally, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry to cut you off, but totally anecdotally, like my friends in L.A., they're all going to Wisconsin and Michigan State yep. and stuff because they lived out there, mm-hmm. and they come out here and see the Big Ten schools, and they're like, that's what school looks like. Now, on the flip side, my kid once lived <laughs> her old life in you know, Illinois and Chicago, and I'm like, you know, forget that. I want palm trees and pretty stuff. But you're right, that, that, that changes the game. And for, if you're the University of Iowa, now you've got a marketing aspect mm-hmm. into Los Angeles and a whole new group of students that you can kind of uh, market to, change to, and who are going to love the idea of going to Iowa, you know, who are going to love that kind of thought process of truly getting away and doing something different. Pete Futek, College Football News, joining us here. Pete, feels like we're in a holding pattern right now waiting for Notre Dame. Nothing official from them. They love their independence. The Notre Dame angle. What's the latest that you're hearing? And is that what it is? SEC, Big Ten, they're hitting pause until Notre Dame either makes a decision or more likely has to make a decision. Honestly, I think the Big Ten already knows what it wants to do. That's not going to affect anything else. Like, I, I don't, I'm not buying into this, oh, we're going to wait on Oregon and Washington and we still see what Notre Dame does. If the Big Ten wants all of them, they'll just go get them. Like, I don't think one's really affecting the other. The, and the thing about this is going to be so funky and weird is that what, you know, who does it benefit? Like, now the Big Ten has all the cards. It's like, all right, we're not going to give you anything new, Notre Dame. We're not going to give you any special treatment here because if they do, all of a sudden Ohio State goes, uh, wait a second, guys, you're giving Notre Dame a sweetener here. How, you can't lose us. You could lose us to the SEC. You're not, that's not going to happen. But, like, you're not going to give them special treatment. And not to, you know, downgrade Penn State or Nebraska or anything like this, but Notre Dame doesn't want to just be thrown into the pile of you know, lots of good programs. They want to be Notre Dame. So I, I'd kind of be shocked if this all comes together. I, if you're Notre Dame, if you're the Pac-12, you very, very quietly go, hey, Notre Dame, we'll give you anything you want. Because they got to expand. they got to expand uh, east somehow. They'll say, look, we'll give you whatever you want to join the Pac-12. I don't think that's going to happen. And then, But if you're the ACC now, put a ring on it. This whole friends with benefits thing is nice. But bro, they kind of you know squash all the talk about what happens if some crafty lawyer can figure out how to get those programs out of their ugly grant of rights deal. Right. Let's just come on in. Hey, 2020 was you know in that way it was fun. It was great. You know you got to play for the ACC championship. It was a fun league. It was a fun year. This is manageable. You know you can win the ACC. You probably can't win the Big Ten on a regular basis. Like like this fits for you. Um, Let's see. Well, I don't think Notre Dame. I, I would be shocked if Notre Dame joins the big. I shocked the wrong way, but I would be surprised if Notre Dame joins the big. It seems like. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, Pete. That if there's going to be the the SEC and the Big Ten, and they're on a, a, a level all by themselves, the the race for number three, right? Does it come down to? The loose partnership uh, of uh, the ACC and the Pac-12 is it the Pac-12 that survives. Who of the Pac-12 and the Big 12? Who do you think is going to be in a better spot when the music on realignment music stops? I would think the Big 12 would be maybe potentially better, but it's a fight now. Who gets? Who can figure this out fastest? But as I kind of keep saying that to everyone, is oh no, my gosh, it's going to be you know the two super conferences. What do you think it is now? Like, 
as we're talking right now, we already know it's <laughs> Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, you know, obviously ACC, but it's an outlier. Uh, you know, SEC team number two. I mean, we already kind of know who's good. And for the last gajillion years, the NFL draft has been 40 to 45% Big Ten and SEC. Mm-hmm. You know, so the two power conferences aren't, they're already there. We're already at that spot. And it's okay. You know, it's fine. People still like college athletics. I do think, though, the positive out of all this is that what's kind of get lost is, okay, yeah, the business side of this is going to completely be all on two sides. But I do think out of this we get a expanded college football playoff, which means that the um, the Big 12 and the Pac-12 are going to get an automatic spot in the college football playoff. So that's something. But to me, I will be interested to see if the Pac-12 is good enough to figure out, one, how to keep Oregon and Washington, and two, how to expand fast. And I keep saying this. I don't know why. It, I, I'm it's just me talking into the wind and she's almost literally at the moment shaking my fist at a cloud. <laughs> but how the Pac-12 hasn't got Kansas yet, like I know it's Kansas. I know their football team's bad. But Kansas City and St. Louis markets, this is a basketball conference. Basketball doesn't drive realignment, but it's a big deal. National branding, you get a tier one school. It's the University of Kansas, you know, which is, you know, if you look at like what all the – you know, the Big Ten isn't going after just any school. They're getting the big, massive schools. And they like, you know, the universities of this and that. That would make the most sense. If the Pac-12 wanted to make a statement and fire a shot across the Big 12 bow, which I don't think they want to do quite yet because they do want to combine forces somehow, you figure out how to get KU because that would be a quick fix to show that things are a little healthier than it might seem. The dust settles. Expansion is over, at least for the foreseeable future. TV contracts are in for the Pac-12, the Big Ten. We're in, say, 2025. Texas and Oklahoma are playing the SEC. What is the structure of college football for the next seven, eight years from that point? Is it the 12-team playoff that was bandied about last summer? Is it something different? What does What's the end game here, at least playoff-wise, when we get to that point where everything is at least somewhat settled? The thing that's got to be remembered here is that for as much as the Big Ten and SEC want to be their own gigantic businesses, you still need everybody else because it's it's one of the misfires and thought about all oh, the SEC is just going to go off and do its own thing. Well, okay, if the, if Alabama wins the SEC championship, fine, but who cares? You know, people in LA don't care about Alabama like people think they do. Like you need if you're only Alabama and you only get to be what you're what you are if you get to you know hold your dominance over everybody else too. So to answer long way to answer your question. I think that what we do is it becomes more, looks kind of more like the Champions League in European soccer, where you have the Big Ten, you have the Big, uh, the SEC, they're the monsters, and they get their teams in this Champions League sort of college football playoff style thing. But you do get the Big 12 champion in, you do get the Pac 12 champion in, and you get the ACC champion in, and maybe they throw a cookie to a group of five top ranked champion, even though the group of five is going to be really mm-hmm. thinned out by then. Uh, and then you say, okay, fine, a 12-team playoff, which the concept was as floated out there before, actually was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And if you're the, it, it kind of solves the problem. If you're the SEC and Big Ten, more likely than not, you're going to have three or four teams in this thing. Big 12 is probably going to have one team in. The Pac-12 will probably have one team in. But at least they're in. You know, at least you got a representative in this. Uh, and then the, the big power players get their big giant teams in this thing, and it makes a whole lot of sense for. You know, the, you know, the number two and three teams in those conferences. And it keeps the interest in the regular season as well. 
because now we know, like, like how awesome would it have been last year if that goal line stand by Baylor against Oklahoma Oof. State in the Big 12 championship, if that's for a spot in the college football yeah. playoff. You know, if you know, people would have actually watched Wake Forest and Pitt if that's <laughs> for a spot. So you can really do this and really keep college football healthy and interesting and have your, you know, eat your cake too be with the – uh, the way the Big Ten and SEC are doing this thing. Which of the uh, t- television networks? I mean, I, I mean, obviously, or do you do you think this? Do you think it was Fox that first reached out to the California schools or the California yeah. schools? How did that work? Let me put it to you this way: If this is correct, if the if you are living in Los Angeles, whatever streaming cable service you belong to, you are paying ten cents a month. That's right. For the Big Ten network. And now you're going to be paying what is it? Something like a dollar twenty a month? A dollar twenty or a dollar fifty even maybe? Yeah, 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 exactly. So all of a sudden, I think there's like <laughs> I, I think what's being really I, I know the big money is things like oh well, we got to renegotiate our deals with Fox and ESPN. Cause obviously, there's a bit that's where your Bitcoin comes from. I still think that the 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 hidden gem here, and nobody's been more proactive than this than the Big Ten, are there there conference networks yeah. and the big 10 there's a reason why they wanted rutgers there's a reason why they wanted maryland and now they can go from new york to chicago to la to potentially seattle if they want to go north if you know obviously you know the iowa markets the minneapolis markets the ohio markets uh pennsylvania to a certain extent they just want this this is a market grab which on the bigger sense yeah to go back to your other question the big whale out there isn't Notre Dame. It's North Carolina. Yeah. That's the one that, that, that fits everything the Big Ten dreams of. It's, and the SEC expands the, the footprint. You get into that Carolina market, which really is somewhat untouched right now in college football world. And you get the, a North Carolina program that fits right in right away with Michigan and you know, Wisconsin and you know, Illinois and Iowa and all the other Big Ten schools academically uh that's the one everybody wants north carolina virginia the uh two states that have the biggest populations that don't have an sec or big 10 team now with usc yep. and ucla in the fold get you out on this and i, I love uh, just the business side of things so so i got another team preview up today west virginia ken's all about them this year yes, in the big I 12 am. i'm sure he's just salivating getting I've reading through read that it. one but <laughs> pete you put together all these different previews for all now 131 teams, yet we're in you write a column on that versus what you wrote just the other day on realignment. What gets you more clicks? Oh, realignment <laughs> by 100 miles. You know, it's because you have to remember, and this kind of points to the business factor of this, it doesn't matter who. Now, if when we put up the Wyoming preview later this afternoon, it's going to be a monster with everybody from Wyoming, but, you know, not the dog here, but the, how many people live in Wyoming? Like, you know, right. 50 people? Like, yeah, it's, you know, so Wyoming fans are going to load up on this. You know what was massive for us? James Madison, in terms of... Really? You know, because you get, sure, because you get the the fired-up fan bases yeah. that uh, that all kind of are like, yay, we're, you know, Clemson doesn't do a lot, you know? Like, the big ones kind of do stuff, but they, it's, it's, it, you have to... It's, the business side of this, everyone got has to remember that for as much as we, you know, in Big Ten world care about Ohio State and Michigan, the rest of the country doesn't. You know, the rest of the country doesn't care about Alabama outside of the southeast part of the country. College football is so, so provincial, like more than any other possible sport in terms of what the fan base cares about. But you best believe, like, if, like what just 
the gift that keeps on giving, realignment, if you want to talk about those schools, like who are the 10 schools that, you know, without being gimmicky about it, what are the 10 schools that want to get uh, into the big conferences? San Diego State's fan base right now is all over everything we want to do. Colorado State's fan base is all over what everything we want to do. You, you know, South Florida, Boise State, Fresno State. And just like the same way it was for Houston, UCF, and Cincinnati, as soon as you put, you put anything out for BYU in conference alignment, that was always an easy uh, quick scrap. Uh, but everything realignment does so much better than anything else. Great for business for both uh, getting clicks and for killing segments <laughs> during the month of July. <laughs> Pete, thank you exactly. for doing uh, Pete, we'll talk to you down the road. Certainly appreciate the relationship, Pete Futek. Thank you. Have a good one, guys. Yeah, you do the same. Pete Futek, collegefootballnews.com. Why don't we play who week one? They got a game. It's a Big Ten game. They do. I was looking at the schedule yesterday. And I just was, too. Trying to figure out the week zero. Is this what old age is? No, this is what... The, passionate college football fans. No, do. no, I, I'm just saying that I just read this yesterday. And you can't remember? And you did too. Uh, it's a Big Ten game. It's yes. a Big Ten game that, that, that I'm going to watch because Iowa plays them, so it must be a Big Ten West it, no, I don't. I'm cheating. Hang on a second. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm the same way, and I just read the, How frustrating! Illinois. Illinois. <laughs> I, I just heard that. Oh yeah, because I was looking ahead to the Iowa schedule, and I saw, yeah, Wyoming was on yeah. the schedule, and that Illinois game. Remember, Bielema didn't coach that game last year against no. Iowa. You're right. They're going to be better. Yeah. They were almost a bull team a year ago. And Burt, he's going to have that big, ugly <laughs> offensive line, and they're going to run the football, and they're going to ugly it up. Mm-hmm. Tell you. be wearing that windbreaker if it's 85, 90 degrees outside. It yeah, you've got to cover up the girth, if you will. He's a big dude. That is a sandwich game between Michigan and Ohio State. Is that where it falls? If Iowa does pull the upset against Michigan. Let down, oh, look ahead, geez. sandwich. I, I mean, yes, that one's scary. Mm-hmm. Put that one that July seventh. Put a little star <laughs> next to that. Iowa, Illinois. That right, we one's can't scary. remember what we read yesterday. We won't remember that <laughs> yeah, star. That's right. We couldn't remember it was Wyoming, <laughs> Illinois. Uh, we'll take a time out. Come back. Finish the hour again. Keyword uh, for the ten o'clock hour was credit. Credit kxno.com. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, one hundred six value.com. Now back to Miller and Condon. On 106.3 KXNO, here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Coming up, our number two, Frank Schwab, YahooSports.com. Uh, we will talk to our friend Frank. He's a Wisconsin grad. I'll get him in here and then uh, Chris Williams from Cyclone Fanatic as we'll uh, get the latest from Chris and all the people that he is speaking with. Am I crazy on West Virginia? Do you think it's not? Uh, yeah, I do. I mean, how good? Nine and three good? No, I don't think. No, oh, they're okay. not. They're they not, go they're seven. not yeah, they can win seven games, well, right? Sure, yeah. That's you're kind you're of, kind of painting them in a. No, I'm not saying they're going to be Oklahoma, Texas, Baylor, you know, who's ever at the top. Are we sleeping on Iowa State? Maybe because they're what the what is the what was DraftKings that came out with uh, with the conference over under totals mm-hmm. right? Iowa is five and a half. Yep. Iowa State is four and a half. What if Hunter Deckers is as good? What if he's almost as good as everybody thinks he is? Well, how long have we heard about this though? That's the quarterback the, position for any team. Yeah. Right. Oh, the, you know the younger guy's better. <laughs> right. You just wait, and then it turns out. We are talking about a historic quarterback at Iowa State and Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. Numbers-wise. Though he had his deficiencies, yeah. this was a historic quarterback. And you're just going to run it back? 
There's not going to be any kind of drop-off. You're not going to see struggles because there's many out there that are trying to paint that picture. 28's gone. I find that hard to believe, and that's the biggest one. That's the biggest one. <laughs> They've had two running backs uh-huh. over the last six years that covered up a lot back of ills. Two back. Of, frankly, a bad offensive line. Uh-huh. Without those two running backs, who are two generational players in David Montgomery and Brees Hall. Second and a third round pick in the NFL draft. Running backs. Running backs. From Iowa State. From Iowa State. Not from Georgia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They covered up a lot. Because did we see in those offensive linemen? They getting big checks on Sundays? No. No. Have they played at a high level? No. But but Downing, I'm, I want to see him. Take, He's good. I'm with you. You need more than one. That's true. As we learned last year with Iowa. Yes. Because they had true. one. One really good one. And the rest were... Can you imagine how bad that would have been if he was just Ooh. mediocre? Right. If he just had a solid Iowa center. Rob Bruggeman. There you go. They would have had a year With ago. that group. Yeah. Sleeping on them, four and a half is a fair number. Four and a half in copper. Do we have to? We don't have time. We'll, we'll save some time. You're ready to WNL, aren't you? I just don't want to. I just want to do the conference. Can they? Can they win five games? Can they? Yes. Will they? That's what we got to find out. We'll no. do that at some point. All right, Miller and Con. We'll start with Frank Schwab in the NFL. Chris Williams on Iowa State, eleven twenty-five. Trends play of the day. Circus Sports sponsors that at about eleven fifty or thereabouts. Miller and Con. an hour to go on Des Moines Sports Station, one hundred six point three KXNO.